Welcome to the One in Eight Billion podcast, where we explore how you can know Jesus for yourself. I'm God's child, and I'm Coco. Let's get into this week's episode. Howdy, folks! Today on the One in Eight Billion podcast, it's something. This is how we're starting it because we don't know how to start it. All right, hello. That's how we're starting it. This is part 1B of our podcast series, and so we'll be continuing the conversation about who God is. <laughs> if we can stop laughing yep. long enough to do this. Yep. So. so last week we talked about how God is our creator, how he is love, and how he is light, and we will be continuing that our theme of who God is, and we've chosen a couple attributes to list and discuss, even though we can't talk about all of them, because like we mentioned before, we could literally go on forever talking about who God is. Literally. (laughs) It's never-ending. So, we could just do like an overview. So, the uh, attributes we're going to talk about are God is the way, the truth, and the life. God is faithful, jealous, everlasting, and unchanging. So, yeah. Let's get into the first one, which is God is the way, the truth, and the life. And Coco has the first verse. So that is found in John fourteen six. Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So, Jesus clearly states, I am the way, uh, the truth, and the life. Um, do you want to talk about that? <laughs> sure. So, uh, I know I made here is, no one can get to heaven by works, but only through God. And that leads us to another verse here. Let me just read this real quick. <clears throat> I'm reading an ESV. And this is John 10, 9. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. So, um, God is the only way, and the only way to get to heaven is through him and through salvation and repenting of our sins and admitting we were wrong and believing that uh, Jesus Christ died for us. So, yeah, yeah. I could probably <laughs> talk about just this one just the John fourteen six verse. I could probably talk about that for the entire podcast because there's a lot <laughs> that we can get out of that. When Jesus says he is the way, he means that he is the way to the Father. Um, no man comes to the Father except through him. And a lot of times we try to create our own ways. We try to get to God through other means, either through our works or through our looks or our power, our possessions, our money. And we try to get to God in all these different ways, but they all lead to dead ends. None of them really lead to the Father in in the way that we want. They don't lead to satisfaction because ultimately those things can't satisfy and ultimately those things can't reconcile, reconcile us to God because try as we might to be good, we could never we could never bridge that gap between us and God. Only Jesus can do that. 
<laughs> and then, so he, that's the way. Um, then he also says he is the truth. A lot of people like to ask, what is truth? And there's debates about truth is relative and truth, you know, you make your own truth. But that's not what Jesus says. Jesus says, I am the truth. And as we're going to talk about later, God doesn't change. and He's, he's unchanging. Truth doesn't change. Truth isn't relative. It's not something that we get to make up. But God is truth. God is our standard. And that's why, again, it's so important to know who he is because he is truth. And if we're pursuing anything else, it's eventually going to lead to, to, again, dead ends and deception. Emptiness. Yeah, emptiness. And then his last statement there, um, he is life. That comes from when he says in John 3.16, he has come to give us eternal life. Um, We are eternal beings and we will continue on regardless, either if we are in death or we are in life. And Jesus came to give us life. He came to save us, reconcile us to the Father. And so Jesus is life. Even here on earth, he is life. He's the only thing that is going to ever satisfy us. He is the only thing, the only one who is ever going to give us true joy and peace and all the fruits of the Spirit. He is He is life, both now and in eternity. He that's just what he is. He is life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and without him, we would be dead. Like, literally, that's what we deserve for our sins. And so, through Jesus, we can have eternal life. And that's really important. And then, so, our next point is God is faithful. <clears throat> and I have First Corinthians 1, 8-9. And that says, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ? God is faithful, by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Then you have a verse. Second Timothy 2.13 says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Mm-hmm. So then I have a note, and it says, God does not even... But God does not leave us even though we walk away. He has faith that we will come back to him, and he pursues us when we start to walk, walk away. Um, so God doesn't, like, just leave us and let us do our own thing. He cares about us, and he loves us, and he's faithful and just to forgive us. So Yeah, he's, yeah. he's faithful, <laughs> and he always holds up his end of the bargain. He's everything that we could never be. We could never we could never bridge the gap. We could never reach God on our own. We could never be good enough. But Jesus in God, he is faithful. He's he remains faithful even when we're not, even when we sin and fall away. He is still good and he is still our savior and redeemer and he is still working even if we make some bad decisions or we 
run away from God or we try to do our own thing, we are faithless. He remains faithful to us and he continues to pursue us and continues to work in our lives, whether we are aware of it or not. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we will lose faith in certain situations and but God still has faith and he can still work out everything for good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So our next point is God is jealous. And I have Exodus 23 through 5a. Uh, let me get there. <clears throat> All right. It says, you shall have no other gods before you, before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. And Exodus thirty four fourteen says, You are never to bow down to another God because Yahweh, being jealous by nature, is a jealous God. <clears throat> so, no idols shall be made because God is the only one we shall worship. He is our creator and he is the only one who deserves our praise. And he is jealous of the praise that we give finite things that die fast. Um, he is eternal, um, which we will talk about later. And so, He's the only thing that deserves our worship because other things like wood carvings and stuff will all go away, but God is always there. And then <clears throat> I had, I wanted to mention that this is like a holy jealousy and it's not exactly like our sinful jealousy that um, we humans experience, but this jealousy isn't a sin because it's more of like a sadness and a want for um, people to be saved and people who are led astray. And unlike our jealousy, which is um, basically like a want for something that somebody else has, it's not really like that. It's a different kind of jealousy. And so I was reading in Second Corinthians 11 where... Paul talks about um, the jealousy he has for um, the people in Corinth, and he's jealous because they're basically being um, deceived by these super apostles, he calls them, and um, yeah, so he has this jealousy because he wants them to have eternal life through um, God, and they're paying attention to these super apostles who are who look really good but aren't really saying the right things. And so the jealousy is because he wants them to have eternal life. And that's different than having a want for something that somebody else has. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that God is jealous for us should be comforting because he wants what is best for us and he knows that himself that he is what's best for us and that he loves us so much that 
when he sees us going off and worshiping other things that will ultimately leave us empty, things that are worthless. And he sees us going to that and running to that rather than coming to him who will give us true life. He gets jealous because he he wants our hearts and he wants our praise and he wants that from us because his plan was meant for us from the beginning and his presence is where we were created to be and he knows that's what's best for us so when he sees us running off and believing in other super apostles or um, being deceived by other false teachings he is jealous for us and so that should be comforting to know that he still loves us he is still faithful he still desires us to come to him and he loves us that much Mm -hmm. yeah and we're ready for the next point yep so our next point is god is everlasting and then i've got psalm 91 through 2 let me flip to that real quick It says, <clears throat> Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, wherever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. And then you have one, Coco. Revelation 1.8. I really love this verse. It says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, the one who is, who was, and who is coming, the Almighty. Yeah. So God never ends. He always was, is, and will be. He never had a beginning, and he won't ever have an end. He is eternal, and it is beyond human comprehension. It is super confusing to think about that God has always been, and he never had a start. I mean, that's just hard for humans to think about because everything we know has a start and an end so um yeah it's beyond our comprehension but he will never end and he never changes which we'll talk about later and yeah he always was is and will be yeah he's he was in the beginning and he's with us now and he will continue to be god forever he doesn't, he doesn't end, and like God's child said, that's so difficult for us to wrap our heads around and to, to try to comprehend, but we have to remember that God is so much greater than our understanding, and that as try as we might to know all that there is to know about him, we never will, and mm-hmm. we could never understand because our brains are so finite, and God is so infinite. But we can just trust that yeah. he is the Alpha and he is the Omega. He is the creator and he will continue to carry us as his children through to the end. And he's never going to suddenly cease to be God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that ties in well with our and next so- point, that he is unchanging. Yep, and I have a verse for that. It is Hebrews 13, 8, and it says, 
Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so, um, there's note here, it's very long. <laughs> God can't change like humans can. Our, our likes and dislikes and opinions and tastes, everything changes about us. But God always stays the same and nothing changes with him. Um, and that doesn't mean he's, like, simple and boring. He's actually never-ending, and we cannot comprehend his vastness because there's so much about him, and he's so deep, and he's not a simple being. <laughs> and then I also wanted to mention that what we say on this podcast is, like, um, is only the tip of the iceberg, even less than that. And there's so much more that we won't be able to cover because of how big and complex our God is. And the only way to learn more about him is to have a personal relationship with him. And of course, you can't learn everything about him because that's like impossible. But you will be able to learn a lot more if you are in his word and praying and willing to hear what he has to say. And you can't know God if you don't spend time with him, just like any other person you can't um know them if you're not willing to spend time with them and that really matters and um because he's so vast we cannot stop learning about him so it should be really exciting to um want to have a relationship with him because he's so deep and vast (laughs) yeah we can only come to know god so much just through just through listing attribute attributes and um, just attaining this head knowledge because we can spit out adjectives and titles all we want, but really the best way to come to know who God is is to experience him for yourself. And like um, God's child said, just the only way to know more about him is to have a personal relationship with him, is to experience him for yourself because that's one thing that, I've been trying to do more recently is not just go through the motions of, yeah, I, I read the Bible today. I, I skimmed it. I like know in the back of my head who God is, but I don't know his person. I don't know him like on a relationship level because those things are so different. I could tell you about a random stranger. I could tell you what they look like and just outward things about them but that doesn't really help you know that person they're still a stranger to you and until you really spend time with them and learn their strengths and weaknesses and um because they're human god doesn't have weaknesses but um until you come to experience them and spend time with them until you do that, you really won't know the fullness of who that person is. You you can know facts about them, and you can know their name or their birthday or their favorite color, but really the only way to come to know God personally is to spend time with him and just not get so caught up in what you have to do and, oh, I forgot to read my Bible chapter today, and like not just make it legalistic, but just come to God and spend time with him. Talk to him like a friend and just carry on a conversation and just just pray, God, open the eyes of my heart. Help me to know who you are. Just experience you. Because there's it's such a different experience from just, just hearing the word and then also 
from also just experiencing it and letting it sink deep in your soul and just really meditating on who he is and just knowing him personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I wanted to end with this verse. It is Psalm eighty-six, fifteen, And it says, But you, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. And I thought that would just be a good note to end on. Um, because our God is so good and merciful and gracious, and I'm so grateful for that. And, yeah. Yeah. So, hopefully, the last episode and this episode have given you a greater understanding of who God is. But, again, we encourage you to go to him yourself and go directly to the source, learn about who he is. And it's so important to have a right understanding of who God is, because as I keep saying, that defines who we are and how we see life. So we hope you'll join us for next week's episode when we talk about who we are because of him. Yeah. So talk to you later. These are the bloopers for our episode. <laughs> Three, two, one. God is amazing. Bitched Carly's frame. Alright, I'm just gonna do it. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Alright. Three, two, one. We can just open with this and just hi. (laughs) Okay. No. (laughs) Can do this. Ready? (laughs) Three, two, one. Hello there, and well, nope. (laughs) I always say welcome, even when I plan not to say welcome. I'm going to look up the source. Other words for welcome. Handshake. (laughs) Handshake. (laughs) Red carpet. (laughs) Um, Handshake. Today on the podcast. We'll see you next week. And don't forget, God has called you his own. One in eight billion.